podcast. I'm Not Great Parent Molly, and this is my co-host, Not Great Parent Nathan. Hello. How's everyone doing today? How are you? I'm doing good. Good. I'm doing good. Not great. Good. Not that we don't want great. No, we want good. <laughs> this week has been not great. I know for both of us, uh, this has been just a testy kind of week. It really has been. It's been one of those weeks I'm like, I don't know if I want to do over or if I just want to skip ahead to the next week. No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but you know, I think even in those moments, and that's the difference between goodness and greatness. In greatness, my circumstances have to kind of line up. I'm sorry. That okay. candle there for those who are listening to this. Yes. I just adjusted the set must be perfect for you guys to listen to this. Yeah, it's got to be great. <laughs> but you know, in greatness, my circumstances have to all kind of line up. And then there are some days that I just go, I just want to start over and I wish this was a different day. And that may be true in goodness that I feel those things. But the goodness effect is, you know, I am, I'm still with God mm-hmm. and I'm still in a place where I can love people. So everything's good. Yes. It just isn't great. It and is. it's okay that it's not great. Yes. Because some weeks are great. And, you know, I know we talk about greatness as if it's the worst thing. Sometimes my situations are just great. Right. Things are, things are going the way I want them to go, and that's great. But then a lot of my weeks mm-hmm. are just, they're good. And mm-hmm. that's just as good. Yes. So we're recording this the week before my children go back to school. True. So going into this week, I was like, I'm going to get all this stuff done. I have all this stuff coming up. I want all this time and, you know, for my mind to be focused on it. And I want to be productive and all these great things. Yes. I'm going to get everything organized and ready for my kids. And then we had a death in the family. And Mm. so what that meant was I had five people staying in my house. Which I didn't have to say yes, but I did. Yes. Um, I had five people staying in my house. I had an extra dog in my house. Mm. We had a lot of family functions. And, and then a lot we, of potato salad. Yeah. And then we had funerals yeah. and visitations and all that. And my mind was going, oh, this ruins my greatness. Yes, that's right. Because that's right. I was going to have a great week. I was yeah. going to have all this stuff happen. And I that's was going right. to be productive and all these things that... We're going to just be my way. And so what, because, you know, the world is telling me you got you to gotta have your kid. Every, every backpack has to be ready. Every, you know, yes. every single thing has to be perfect for school to start. And right. and then we have a lot going on here. So I was wanting to, you know, make sure everything's, I had all the time in the world to dedicate to all of these different things. And then this happened. So I was kind of salty about it. But then while I was there, I tried really hard to see where goodness yes. was happening. And it was. I mean, yes. it because I kind of shut my mind off on the greatness thing for a yes. day or two, it really did allow me to sit and focus on the relationships in our family, yes. um, the things that my kids were going to hear in, this, mm. in these moments, the time that we were going to spend together or listening to what could I learn from these people who had passed away. And so yeah. anyway, I just tried to take it and go, okay, I, I don't have yeah. to do great. I can just do good. And well, that's what I should be doing. And yes. in the end, I feel like Okay, I'll get back to all the great things I got to get done, and it might be more stressful and whatever. But the good part was really good. Or those great things won't happen, and that'll be good too. Right. Or it doesn't matter. Yes. Yes. Because what you see is, and I think this happens a lot, you know, even something like a death in the family. And I know this particular death, it was it was a, a great Grand- grandma for your for your kids. It was my gra- husband's grandmother. Right. Yes. So this is a death that you guys were already kind of preparing yourself totally. for. So it was not like a sudden shocking thing. But often 
whenever there's a death of someone who's close to you, that often feels like not only is that not great, obviously, it often, and also would people would say, well, that's not even good. But there is a way for death uh, to be a good thing. Right. And we don't often see that in the world of greatness, but even death, even the sorrow and the grief around death is a good thing because grief is a form of love, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my one of my favorite artists has a song, and in the song they're talking about someone that they lost, and they said, every lament is a love song. Mm-hmm. Every lament, every grief is a time for you to just say, man, I really love this person. And, you know, for people who are going through grief, you know, and obviously there are different stages of grief, but where you want, I think, to get to, and I got this with a friend of mine who did die very suddenly, and it was very tough, but eventually when I got to the point of, now when I have memories, memories of him and I can think on him, there's still sadness that's mm-hmm. involved, but I know that that sadness is love. I cared about that person. Mm-hmm. That person brought a lot to my life and I think I brought a lot to his life, uh, which took me a while to get to as well. But right. I think we we loved each other and we cared about each other. And if even that, there is goodness that is in that, that love that exists that we believe is the, the spirit of God that lives between mm-hmm. us, right? That can be a good thing. And like you said, being able to teach my kids that, yes. for them to be able to see the grieving process and be able to see that death is a part of life. Mm-hmm. But we believe, and I know, I think we're going to talk about this later in the episode, for this particular person in your family, you believe it wasn't just a death, but the death was a rebirth, mm-hmm. right? And a new life with Christ. And so... Um, I think all of those things, this is not what this episode is about. No, we're about to tell you in a minute, but this is a good conversation. (laughs) All of that is an opportunity when we are steeped in the goodness of God. It is not, because there are really two sides, I think, of greatness. There's the greatness that says, you know, that death is the end of greatness, because mm-hmm. this life is over and now my relationship is kind of over. They had a great life. Right, or they had a great life and you kind of focus on that. Or there's this other side, which is like you kind of ignore your grief and you're like, no, everything's fine. I'm still moving on. I'm not affected by it. Goodness allows you to feel all the sorrow that you feel mm-hmm. and all the loss that you feel, maybe anger. You know, my particular situation, yeah, there was a lot of anger involved in mine and that you know, anger is a part of grief as well. For you to feel all of those things, to live in those for a little bit, right? But to still know even that process of grief is good. And it's part of God's, not just him healing us, it's also part of his spirit because he feels those things. Right. Right? Yeah. And if if you can't put the greatness aside right. and not focus on it, you will miss the goodness. And that's yes. what we talk about all the time. That's why we say we want to be not great parents. Yeah. But, you know, when you when you focus on great, you cheat good. And we want to be yes. people who are living um, our lives and, our, and focusing our family and our children's lives toward God's goodness and seeing yes. and living in God's goodness. And it's hard. Yes. So that's why we get to do a whole podcast about it. Yeah. And I hope that, <laughs> I hope that where we go today, I think this gets to, you know, you started yeah. this not necessarily talking about grief. You were talking about this idea of you know, a great parent is the one who has all of their ducks in a row, mm-hmm. you know, especially school starting back up. I think when this comes out, this yeah. might be the week of school. And this is when super moms really kick in, right? Yes. Like <laughs> being a type A parent right. is the way that you want to be. And this is not cutting to those of you who are type A parents. Nope. God bless you. Thank you for you. We're thankful to have you in our lives if you've got one. But there is a way that many people who don't fit that mold, and I'll say it's honestly a a curse on both sides. If you don't fit the 
all my ducks in a row. I make everything happen. I've got the plan, right? If you don't fit that personality, there's a lot of uh, guilt and shame right. around, man, I'm not a good parent because mm-hmm. all these other kids are showing up and they're all prepared. And my kid mm-hmm. didn't even have their hair done this morning right. when they, they showed up for school. Right. And those kids had their backpacks monograms. <laughs> yes, exactly. Until I felt this guilt one time. Right? Yeah, exactly. They've got all these, their ducks in a row. But then there's also a pressure that gets put on the type A type parent. For sure. That they very much feel like if I'm letting any of those, you know, balls kind of slip, if any of I'm them kind of fall, right, I'm failing. I'm not I'm not juggling everything correct. If the plates aren't all spinning, I'm failing. Uh, and certainly, uh, this is not even to say that that stuff doesn't matter. I think if that's your personality and you have that's an good. easy way to make it work, I think that's great. I certainly think people like me who don't fit that could learn a lot from it. It is helpful <laughs> to your kids to have structure. But where that leads to, and I think this gets to our confession for today, mm-hmm. um, is we often feel like if my kids are going to have a great life, mm-hmm. that means I've got to have all my plans set up and I've got to be very intentional about it. And I got to make that great life for them. Yeah, I've got to make it happen or I've got to, you know, set them up for success or set them up to achieve their goals. And what often ends up sliding, off of off of the plate it's the one plate that ends up falling is we may be planning but we don't pray a lot Mm -hmm. so we've been doing a series called confessions of a not great parent parent. and so we've taken some confessions from folks and we've had our own on here and and um what we what we're getting are different things that you guys might be thinking uh, but not saying and we believe that those are things to bring to the table and so here we are at the table with people's confessions and we think that we sometimes um what we've found is we're breaking down the confession. It might be something we actually confirm that is a good confession. Yes. We we might have things that you guys are saying that we say that's a good thing. You, yes. The the greatness of the world is telling you you shouldn't think that, yes. but it's actually okay. And then there are some things that we we might be getting from you guys that we say, well, you actually do need to correct your thinking on right. those things. So we right. might have some things we confirm. We might have some things we correct, and yeah. and that's just been the case with our own confessions too. Yeah. And so. Um, this is a this is a fun series. I think it's a yeah. it's, it's really relatable um, to a lot of people, and I think that we want more of them. If yes. you've got any and you want to send them in, use the link in the show notes and just send them over to us. But today we have a confession along the lines of what Nathan was saying was about prayer, and the confession is I don't ever really pray for my kids. Yeah, and I think what we mean by that because I think probably if you saw that. You know, that title and you clicked on it and you wanted to see what it was, uh, you think, well, every parent prays for their kids. And I think that's probably true. I think when your kid is in trouble or school is starting back Mm -hmm. or these kind of things are happening, you have these moments where you probably do pray, God, help my kid because I can't help my kid. What we mean is I do not regularly pray for my kid. Mm -hmm. I do not have a consistent time uh, where I am before my heavenly father talking about these children who are in my life that I love. They're in my family, and I I care about their future. I care about what's going on in their character. I want them to grow to love God and love people. And so, God, I realize a lot of that's out of my control, 
And so I just want to ask that you would be at work, that mm-hmm. you would do what I cannot do. No, I think, you know, we, I think we are all probably really good at the, I, something's on my mind, I'm yes. worried about it, or I'm anxious about something that's coming up, yeah. or my child is having something they're dealing with, or we've got a family experience that's, that's yes. you know, hard. And we're, we probably all, for the most part, go to God with, you know, yes. help. Or we, we have a plan in mind of how we want something to be, and we go to God and ask Him to execute our plan. Yes. Those are the kinds of prayers that I think we probably all do yes. at some like At, at some, some time. It comes up at some point. And the kind of prayer we're talking about is that consistent, yes. what's the word I'm looking for? It's fever, just... Fe- not feverish. For, I'm good at English, too. Well, like, just like, where you're like consistently... Oh, just all the time. Yeah. Persistent. Persistent. I don't yes. know why. I, I don't know what word you were looking for. <laughs> part of this good, great, good, great week of mine. Yeah, I now, just, no longer have words. <laughs> yeah. Your mom, you got mom brain and it's no longer... You're, you, you've got focus. You got two... You got a lot of things yes. going on. So so in the world, greatness tells us, yeah. I've got to make it all happen. And then That's I right. might pray to God say, hey, hey, I, I got the plan in place. Just carry it across the finish line, God. Yeah. Yes. And then we've got goodness, which, you know, things that are good and are godly, those things happen in life is a response to prayer. And it might, you yeah. know, our prayer and other people's prayer. And yes. God responds to what he's asked. <laughs> yeah. So I think the way that what you're getting at, I think is huge here is if I'm trying to be a great parent, mm-hmm. right, I ultimately think. If, if greatness is going to happen for my kid, I have to make it happen, right? Mm-hmm. And so most of the time, that means I'm worrying a lot of the time, yeah. right? Parents are sitting around worrying about their kids' grades. Mm-hmm. They're worrying about their kids' influences. influences. They're worrying about what their kids are, you know, are they doing enough? Are they involved in enough activities? What's Do they have thing? all this going on? What's their thing, as mm-hmm. we've talked about, right? And then I'm worrying about it. Then I plan for it, mm-hmm. Right. And depending, as we've already said, how type A you are is how detailed that plan is. How you is. go about the plan, yes. But you're very good. And then maybe as a form of insurance, I throw some prayer on top to say, hey, God, can you make throw, this plan happen? Yeah, throw your seal of approval on this and make, yes. make it happen. Yes. And what we're saying is what, what good parents do, what parents who are pursuing the goodness of God do is they realize Ultimately, my job as the parent, uh, it's not even to make sure I hold all the correct plans and have all the right answers and steer the ship in the right way. My goal is really to be, the number one, my goal is I'm the one who is going before God for my kids, right? We know that the Holy Spirit does. We know that Jesus, right, is 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 our great high priest, as they say, and goes mm-hmm. before uh, the Father. But my role as the parent is I'm the one that is looking out. I love my kids, and because they're on my heart, I want to partner with God in this. And I think we have to be very clear when we talk about regularly praying for our kids, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no, it is not insurance. Uh, and what I mean is there's even no way that even if you pray for your kids, everything's going to happen the way you want it to happen. No. That's not how prayer works. Now, it would be nice if that's how it worked. Yeah, it would be really nice. I, I went through a couple of years of like struggling with prayer because sure. when I was pregnant with my child, I said I had this idea, of, and I've talked about this, of what being a parent would be like. And I asked God to confirm that and make this thing happen the way I wanted it. And I had a child, and 
God had, you know, a medical condition for mm-hmm. <laughs> that there is a medical condition. Yeah. God had a plan for me to work, you know, as yeah. a mom. And that had involved changing how I felt about that. And yeah. But I went straight to, well, I prayed to you. Yes. Do I now have to word it correctly? Ah. <laughs> and so for years, I was like very careful with how I was praying for something yes. and choosing my words wisely and saying often at the end of the prayer, and don't twist my words. <laughs> That's so funny. Isn't that crazy? For probably three years I did that. That's so funny. Don't and twist was, these. Don't make I it so did. Nice. And yeah. I would say, and I know you twisted it that one time, but don't do that again. <laughs> because That's I was good. so like, yes, because I was like. But you know, I. I came to you and said it like this, and, you, and it came out, the outcome was different, but the outcome wasn't. He still. Yes. The outcome might not have been my plan. It was his plan, but he still was responsive to yes. me in a, in prayer. Yes. But anyway, yes, and then my well, mind did that. <laughs> I want to say even that, I think, I love the honesty of, don't twist these words. <laughs> we know what these are. You know, they honestly remind me of the Psalms because I think a lot in the yeah. Psalms where there are these honest prayers and there's some of the things that we would never say to God, but there are things where it says like, you know, God, you say that you're the kind of God who delivers his people, but somehow we're all in slavery yeah. right now. What's up? with that. Yeah. Obviously, that's a paraphrase. But there are things in that, right? Like What's you, up with that? It's not in the Bible. Yeah, it's not a, what's up with that, right? It's, <laughs> maybe in the message. Yeah, maybe in the message <laughs> translation, right? But there is those kind of language of almost, you were talking about twisting, almost twisting God's own words against him. Oh, we do it all the time to him. Yes. We do it constantly to him, yes. but in the way that we ask for something, yes. we're we're saying. I'm very precise I'm about very precise about how I asked you that, so your response needs to be directly correlated to my ask. So I think an important thing to say about prayer that we're already hitting on, and maybe you know this, but maybe you don't if you're listening, there is no formula to prayer, and there is no way to make sure that if I say the right thing or I word it the right way, God's going to get me what I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not how prayer works because that's all, not how any relationship works. Right. Ultimately, what I learned about it, because it did take me a while to stop doing this. I mean, I finally admitted that, hey, mm-hmm. I was praying like this, and I think it happened in a small group. Someone prayed, and I said, did you mean it exactly like that? Uh-huh. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like... Well, see, this God, you got to be pretty careful with how you're wording. <laughs> you got to be very careful. He's very <laughs> anyway, literal. And they were like, what is going on with you? you right. Know, again, right. the reason we are in community is because people can That's get right. us out of our head and help us yeah. sort through the stuff that we're getting all crazy in our head about. But what I learned is that I ultimately was manipulating my words to get what I wanted. Which we do in relationship. And, and it works for a time. Mm-hmm. It works for a time with humans, right? I can say the right things to do that. And then eventually people catch on and they go, oh, you're doing that thing again. Mm-hmm. You're doing that thing mm-hmm. again. And it never leads to relationship. The point of prayer is, I think it's 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 one thing, but I'm going to split it into two things. Because it starts with, it is relational by its nature. Yes. Right, so it is me talking to my father, right? Once again, I quote Dallas Willard all the time. Dallas Willard has a quote, and it begins by saying that prayer is talking with our father, right? So that's just the beginning. It's relational. It's like any other relationship. It is me, you know, uh, casting my anxiety on him. So when, I, when I'm when i worried about my kids, the yeah. very first thing I should do, instead of sitting there playing out some 
catastrophic future where everything <laughs> goes wrong or sitting and scheming and planning, right? Nice. Psalm 2 talks about uh, the God laughs at the plans of man because uh, we all sit yes. and we got our plans and God's like, that's funny you think that's going to happen. You know, this is March 2020 and you don't know what's about to happen. Yeah, right. You know, it's all that. A diff- there's a different plan here. Yeah, I had, we had a uh, whole, I had two whole ministries I was about to start in April of 2020. They both crashed and burned. It didn't matter how many good plans exactly. I had because it was going to bring all the people to God. It yeah, it was going to be. He wasn't going that way. See, and that's what I told God is you, you didn't know what I had planned. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Did you know what I had planned for 2020? I know I didn't ask you specifically not to have a pandemic. <laughs> that's right. Don't twist my words. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's throw this on there for a sec. So, in February of 2020, I'm praying because um, it's Lent. So uh-huh. Lent is happening at the time that um, it's the first time I've ever done Lent really kind of fully. And I had been reading through this thing and they said, in Lent, uh, what you're praying for is you're praying for revival and you're praying for renewal. And so I just kept praying, hey, God, bring your spirit in a different way for our church <laughs> and for our country and make something new that's never happened before happen for our church. We weren't friends that then. I should have talked to you about being yeah, that's right. So maybe I should have said to God, don't twist my words. So if you take anything from this podcast, Nathan caused the pandemic. <laughs> And make sure at the end of every prayer you say, don't twist my words. Don't twist my words, God. But I got to the end of it go, I guess we did do a new thing in 2020 we've never done before. Because, so. because the truth is, he did answer your prayer, but he yeah. had his own. And more, yes. even though we still struggle to see how it's better sometimes, yeah. we do now know that yes. God's plan was always perfect. And well, and I think when we get to it, and maybe, maybe we'll come back even to that as an, as an illustration the first part of prayer is it's ultimately about talking to my father, right? Mm-hmm. And so I should treat prayer like I would treat another conversation. Now, what I don't mean by that is I'm not saying it's wrong to go and be like, what's up, dude? As I've heard people, you know, I remember when I was in youth group, people were like, you can just go to God and treat him like he's one of your bros, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's wrong or he's offended. What it's, I'm saying that's is... That's just a different technique. Yes. If I had a relationship with the president of the United States, I still think I would talk to him differently than well, I would I talk mean, to, you know, someone else. Yes. Well, I mean, Jesus is leader of the kingdom. But that's what I mean, is he's so, the king. So there is a he different... He is the king, and so there's yes. that. <laughs> but it is, it is relational still. Uh-huh. And so I'm talking to him the things that are on my heart, right, when I'm worried about something. You're vulnerable. Yeah, I can be vulnerable with him. I can talk to him about my fears. I can also tell him, hey, these are the things as a parent that I know I am deficient in. Mm-hmm. I know I'm, I feel I'm insecure that I'm not good enough, mm-hmm. that I won't, I won't do all the right things. God, help me with that. So I'm praying for my kids. I'm praying for my own parenting. Yes, God, help me not become the kind of parent who uses my kid to make myself feel better, right? Help me not be the kind of parent who tries to control my kid and Mm -hmm. manipulate them. You know, all of the things that I often see in myself, I've said those prayers to God and God help, help me get better at that, right? But the second part of prayer that, that Willard talks about, he says, it's talking with your father about what you're doing together. Oh, I love that. And so it's two different. It is relational, but it's also this partnership that God has given me responsibility in the world. One of the ways that Willard talks about prayer is he says it's the way God shares his power in the kingdom. 
And the way that God can share his power in the kingdom is it's really twofold. It is some of us hear that and go, oh, you pray the right way. and God doesn't twist your words. Yeah, yep. some of us do hear it that way. <laughs> <laughs> and this power gets unleashed. So if I'm worried about something, I pray that power just goes out. I get the control. But it's not fully that. I, I want to be clear. I do believe there is a power in prayer and there is a power that is unleashed in prayer that doesn't happen when I don't pray. Okay. Oh, yeah. When I don't pray, it doesn't happen. And when I do, something does happen. But a lot of what is happening in prayer, because it's relational, is that God is teaching me the kind of things I should ask for. So I want to go back to your thing about don't twist my words. Okay. The, the good thing that happened, and this goes to goodness can happen even when I'm doing it poorly. Mm-hmm. When I'm praying poorly, this is why he tells us to persist in prayer. Because a lot of times what I realize is, oh, I'm just not praying the right way. And I don't mean like a formula way. I mean, I'm praying in the wrong spirit. Right. I'm praying with the wrong kind of attitude. I'm trying to manipulate God and say, don't twist my words. Don't do this. But the fact that you kept praying it and then you started talking to other people about your prayers, God was able to intervene. I think through that person and go, hey, you don't yes. understand God's heart. Right. And you know what? I always... Like prior to that, I often prayed and thought he never responds or never says right. anything to me. And I fully had a response. It was yes. different than what I had right. expected or wanted, but I knew that it was a direct response to my prayers. Right. And I also knew that part of the plan was him having other people involved to help him and I work through yes. that and me particularly work on, you know, how I'm going to let go of wording prayers and letting God do his will in my life and in my child's life and me letting go of that. And that was very freeing to not worry about how I'm going to word this or not coming right. to him with a plan anymore. Because if I learn anything on repeat from God, it said <laughs> he has a better plan than I do. And then yes. every time I try to ram one through, I get kind of some sort of correction along the way of, well, But don't you think, too— But it's very freeing to let it go. Don't you think, too, that his plan—and I hear and I agree with you, so I'm not disagreeing. No. His plan is better than our plan. But I think his plan also takes us into account. And what I mean is it's a partnering kind of plan. I think it's like parenting. Well, that's what I was going to say. So— I think that he does take us into account. And when I was in m more in relation with him praying, right. our plans were more aligned. Uh -huh. The plan was less about what I wanted for yes. my child and more about, okay, God, I see it. Like, you actually, you got this, and yes. I, am, I am part of this. Yes. And I remember saying to God, because I was so overwhelmed. Well, you equipped me to do this, so now you help me get through it. Well, that was a thing I had never said before. So yes. what I mean by that is just, you know, God is there with you, through yes. it with you. But the relational part matters. If you're not speaking to him, then yes. it doesn't happen. So I think I had to just get over the twisting of my word. Uh, don't twist my words and just start releasing it and saying, yes. I'm talking to you because I know you have what's best in my, my right. in mind for me and my child. Because you're my father, you want good things for me, right? Just like I want good things for my kid. Yes, you want that for me, and so why would I walk into the relationship thinking you were going to mess it up? <laughs> well, and then, so here are two really good things that I want to pull out of what you just said there that I think right. are huge. So one is. 
there's a lot of times we don't pray honestly to God because mm-hmm. we think it doesn't fit the formula. Right. And what I mean is I can't say that to God because then I won't get what I want. Mm-hmm. But that's when I'll go back to you saying the, the thing about don't twist my words or God, hey, I want this to happen. You said, I've never, I've never prayed that honestly to him. Like you put me in this situation, you know, help me figure it. You've got to help me figure it out. If you've ever been in a partnership, like a work partnership with somebody, or even uh, even a marriage, mm-hmm. and you know the other person is not being honest with you, mm-hmm. there is a way in which that plan is doomed to fail because you're constantly suspicious of the other person, mm-hmm. and they're not fully telling you what you want, so sometimes they're not even on board with the plan that the two of you make, and they're trying to subvert that plan, <laughs> even though they're the ones who yes, made the plan. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they weren't honest. They're like, oh, yes, I'm good with that. I think that's great. And secretly, they're like, I will do everything I can to make sure that that's not what happens. Mm-hmm. So you take your situation of when you pray and you say to God, God, help my child has this illness. Mm-hmm. God, help me to deal with this. But secretly what you're saying is, God, I'm really mad at you that this mm-hmm. is the situation. And I just wish you'd take that illness away and this whole thing would be done. Mm-hmm. Like right. we talked about before. Like the words you twisted. Like, <laughs> like when you messed it up before. <laughs> right. And that's really what I want. Well, and I got to the point where those were the things I was saying. And that is when it changed. And that's what I'm saying is when you get honest enough. And I've been in meetings where that's been true before. And I, someone has just told me. I'm going to tell you if this is the plan we're going forward with, I don't know if I can support it. I 100% respect that more than you pretending like you're on board and saying I will grit my teeth and get through Mm -hmm. it. Now we can actually make a plan because either we can say we need to change the plan or how can I help you get on board? Mm-hmm. Because now we're talking about you and your unwillingness right. to get on board. And I think God does, I think God is such a partnering kind of God that that's what prayer is. I think there are times that God listens to our prayers and goes, huh, now that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting approach. And then there's sometimes God listens and goes, I, you need to have more time to figure this out, but you keep talking and we'll work our way through this. Mm-hmm. And but the only way to do that is to persist in prayer, God, right? Yes, absolutely. And, and and I think the plans he makes are based on who we are. So we all have this idea of what our future is going to be like with our kids. Mm-hmm. And then we meet our kid and our kid screws it up <laughs> because they're completely they the different than we yeah. had planned them and to be. And they're the only ones that screwed it up. <laughs> That's right. Well, what you get to, and I think this happens, is I think God is this very... Uh, I think he is, there's one version of uh, a book I read years ago called The God Who Risks, Mm -hmm. that God chooses to take risks on people and say, hey, I'm going to give you a shot to make this happen. And I think there are times God looks at our personality and he hears our prayers and he allows us to be a part of forming what he does. And he gives us power occasionally. But the question is, who is the kind of person that God can trust with that kind of power? Right? You think about the movie Bruce mm-hmm. Almighty, where you know he's answering all the prayers. Oh, yes. And he begins to answer the prayers the way he wants, and pretty quickly. And sometimes even his way of answering the prayer was just to get tell everyone yes. Yes. Because he thought that's what was right. And then the world just gets destroyed because he gave everyone the power of God to just say yes to anything they wanted to. And everything falls apart. And we all know that's what happened. Because here's who you don't want. Your mother-in-law that you disagree with, you don't want her prayers answered. Mm-mm. You don't want her to have the power of God, right? Your neighbor, you your want coworker. your plan and your prayers answered. Yes. 
and they're praying against your prayers. I always used to say that when I would have teenagers to be like, you need to pray before the game that your team will win. I said, don't you think the other team is praying? Yes. <laughs> they're both praying. it. Who does God listen to in that prayer to make sure that they win, right? right. And then other people, honestly, this is a pretty good example. Other people think, well, God's not even involved in who wins the game. It's just who's better. Mm-hmm. And that's the way we live our lives. Mm-hmm. God's not even answering any prayers. He's just... He just wants you to talk to him because he's like, I'm lonely. Yeah. Come talk to me. <laughs> Come talk to me. I'm really lonely. Just tell me what's going on. I don't have anyone talking to me today. God's, God's the lady on Facebook who posts, I just want my kids to come raid my fridge yes. and sit on my couch. Yes. And all no, those I'll e- even do their laundry. I'll do their laundry. I just want to hear from you. That's who God is. And so we think, well, God's not going to answer any of these prayers anyway. I got a plan if I want it. Right. What we're saying is... And this, so this kind of... I'm going to bring it all in here for you guys. Get ready. A lot of threads that we're going to try and hopefully bring in. The point of prayer is that God wants to make me into the kind of person that he could trust to do what I want to do. Mm. So that means God's got to change some of my wants Mm -hmm. because if God God can't trust me right now to get everything I want, Mm -mm. not even for my kids. Mm Mm-mm. Because in order to do that, there would be a lot of overriding free will. Right. I'm I if I'm honest, I'm pretty okay with overriding your free will. I've I've I've, I've had some kids in uh in in my home that I'm butting heads with some days, and oh, I go, yeah. man, it'd be really good if I could just go. Nope, your attitude's changed. Nope, oh, we're gonna fix that. Mm-hmm. Right. But what ultimately God has to do is He has to change my character a little bit, mm-hmm. my wants a little bit that I could become the kind of person that the things that I want are the same thing God wants. And when those happen, then it's an actual creative partnership. Mm -hmm. It's my mind, my heart, my will, lining up with God's heart, God's will. Because otherwise, why would have God created us with free will if he did not intend me to get to be an active part of what goes on? Mm-hmm. So God gives me these kids. Because that's what's loving, too. Yes. And God is loving, so, you know, he... He's giving us all those opportunities to come up with those messed up prayers or messed up moments and him to say, it isn't the cool. it's okay. You can ask me for these things, but but he might correct us or he might or do occasionally he, or he might say, yes, Nathan, exactly. How you yes. Said it. I and he goes, give that to that's him. interesting. Or I, that's interesting. Yes. I think there are times, I think the, the coolest part to me that no one could have told me about being a parent until I experienced, and I hope every parent's experienced it, those moments when your kids surprise you in good ways, mm-hmm. that you look at them and you go, I could have never thought you would be like that, but that mm-hmm. is so cool that you are that way, mm-hmm. right? I'm seeing that with, with, with my oldest kids right now. One of them's in the room while we're filming, so I'm mm-hmm. not, I won't talk about her. But uh, with, my two, know. Yeah, with, with my two kids, oldest kids, I really start to see there are ways they surprise me. My wife and I were talking about this today is they, it is nothing like me. It is nothing like my wife. It is their own unique thing. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of it that I can see comes from me and comes from my wife. And there's a lot of it that's all part of that. But then some of it's just their own little unique personality. But the way that they use that to be loving and kind and good, I would never... When they when 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 these children first moved into my home, I would have wanted to go. Nope, I'll fix that. And if yeah. I could fix it overnight and make it all happen the way I wanted to, I would have done that. Thank God that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Thank God that they got to be their own person. And now we get to have this really surprising and exciting cool. and creative relationship, where you know when I say 
well, what do you think about this? And she says something, I go, huh, huh that's, that's an, pretty cool. That's interesting. And then I start to think, well, what could I do to help her do that? And obviously there's a whole other layer to it that I'm not God, so God's got a whole other thing. No, but God has modeled parenting for us. And, yes. and He's. it's very clear that God is our Father and He's yes. showing us how to parent. And, and so... It's not, yes, you're not God, no. in case you want to know. No, that's, that's good. It is modeled clear. to you. Just like we're yes. modeling to our children how, and I you think know, that's a the, lot of things. I think that's the heart of God is to look at his children. And in this case, that's <clears> me, <throat> right? And when I pray to God and I say, this is, God, this is really what I'm focused on with my kids right now. And either he's going to say, hey, I think you're focused on the wrong thing. But the only way I know that is when I keep praying about it. And over time, I do believe his spirit speaks to me. And I just get yes. the sense oh, I'm praying about the wrong thing, or oh, I'm focused on the wrong thing. Or sometimes as I pray, God listens to it and he moves. And sometimes we wonder, well, then why pray at all? Because if God thought it was a good idea, God certainly didn't need Nathan to tell, you know, I needed my kids to tell me because I can't see all sides of the thing and they have a different vision. Why would God need me to tell, tell him? Well, I think this is the way it works. Jesus says at one point, ask and you shall receive right? Mm -hmm. Knock and the door will be open, right? That you keep, you keep asking, seek, you will find, right? Ask, seek, knock. And what he's talking about is there's this law, there's this principle to the kingdom of God. The way the kingdom of God works is when you ask, you receive. Now, once again, this is not a formula. It doesn't mean everything you ask for, you receive. Mm -hmm. It's this, and James, the brother of Jesus says this at one point, the reason you don't receive is because you're not asking. Mm -hmm. Well, that makes a lot of sense. If you think yes. about your own children, I mean, yes. um, I can think of times where I have two kids and they want something from me, right? And yes. one one of them has the guts to come to me and ask. Not that it's a hard ask. Yes. They might just ask for something and I think, sure, here you go. Yes. And then the other one comes and goes, why didn't I have that? And I said, yes. well, you didn't ask me. Yes. If you would have just come. And they're crying and they're upset about something because they didn't get something. Well, didn't even know they wanted that because they never in it they never even said to me hey i would like one of those or i would yes you know i i would want that and i've begun to tell my kids that the the i call it the law of the universe but i say and i tell them i say it's the law of the kingdom of god but it's just the way the world works is when you ask for something you are much more likely to receive it because the other option and you see this is you have one kid that comes and they ask for it and they get it you have another kid who assumes even if i ask for it they're not going to give it to me so I'm going to go behind the, their back and try and get what I need, right? I'm going to go around oh, this yeah. way. I'm going to get and, crafty and figure right? this out. Even if it's, I'm going to complain. Complaining is a way, and I say this to my kids, complaining is not asking. Mm -mm. Coming to me and saying, why did I not get this is not the same as saying, can I have mm -mm. this? Complaining is not asking. Yelling at me, accusing me is mm -hmm. not, or sneaking around and taking it, right? Finding another way. Those are not asking. <clears throat> and you will find a way to get what you want, but it's not really what you want. Because what you want, and I know this from my kids, and hopefully it's what I want from God. What I want in my heart of hearts is I want the kind of relationship where I can ask my father and he goes, here you go. Mm -hmm. But there is a part of me, what I want, <clears throat> I kind of like the fact that I don't need you. I kind of like the fact that I can go around and do this. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to parenting, I like the fact that I can make the plans. And I can set the schedule of what my kids are going to do. And they aren't going to do it until they turn 14. The idea <laughs> of I have a little bit of power in this. Yes. It's I want, and you called it this one before we started, false power. Mm -hmm. It's not real power. It's an illusion of power. Mm -hmm. Because eventually 
every parent gets a teenager, mm-hmm. and that teenager shows you how much of an illusion that control was. <laughs> yeah. And eventually you start to feel it slipping away. And what you have to do is you have to go, the real power is the ability to ask, to ask God. And so what we're saying is we want to be the kind of parents who regularly are talking with our Heavenly Father about what we're doing together. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't know it, you're not the only one raising your kid. Your Heavenly Father is doing too, because really, they're he, His kids. Yeah, He entrusted you with them. Yes. They're not yours. <laughs> they're not yours, and you have a responsibility to Him mm-hmm. for what you did with His kids. Mm-hmm. And you are, doing, and you are. You're doing it together. And, yes. And in praying to Him, you are asking, you, you should be asking not just for your kids, but for him to be working on you because yes. you've been entrusted with them. He might not make that quick change that you want in your child. He may make a change in you yes. so that you ultimately change um, the, you know, change the direction for your child and steer them towards whatever his goodness that he wanted was. And I think that's what's hard. We want to, we want a quick cause and effect. I prayed, you got the answer. And this is, you know, this is what we wanted. And really we have to be open to God. God is with me doing this. And I I have to speak to him. I do think there's something that we want though. I think in my heart of hearts, what I want is, you know, something has happened when we've kind of formula, form, made everything a formula in our world, right? Oh, yeah. There's no mystery anymore. No one looks at lightning and goes, how did that happen? Because you can go on Google and go, how does lightning work? <laughs> and someone tells you, we've lost all mystery. There is a mystery to prayer. It's a mystery we're invited into that I get to go, God, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, even the things I've said, a lot of people are trying to pick apart because here's the truth. I don't know what God thinks. I don't know the mind of God. But here's what I know. I know what has been revealed to me in Jesus and in Scripture. And it's this mystery. I get to go, I wonder if that's what God thinks. Mm -hmm. And I get to talk to him about it. There's something exciting about that. And then there, yeah. And when you see those moments, you hear him speak to you. You feel his presence. You see those things. It it just validates what you know what what we've been told what yeah. the Bible says to us what Jesus has said to us and 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 we just we are called to be obedient to that and part of obedience to God is prayer and conversation yes. with Him and and that is goodness that's what the good parent does the great yeah. parent plans their own plan the good parent talks to God about what are we doing together here God when it yes. comes to raising these children. So, I like it. Anyway, so start praying. <laughs> yeah, and find a regular, consistent time where you can go to before your Heavenly Father about your kids. And if you heard anything from me today, don't worry about your words. Yes, yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. worry you don't about have to your words. Right. Yes, it's it a hard lesson I learned. So, yeah, you I, all, all of us learn it. We all yeah. learn it. So, anyway, we still want more confessions. Feel free to click on the show notes at the bottom and use the form there. Send in some of your confessions that you have and we will break them apart. So, yeah. uh, thanks for being with us today and we'll see you next time. Take care.